William Dufour made his NHL debut, but it was a disappointing one both for him and the Islanders. We have our key takeaways, plus a full preview of tonight's game against Buffalo. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show. William Dufour making his NHL debut. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you've got a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode. Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time. Well, last night, the long-awaited NHL debut of one of the Islanders' top prospects, William Dufour, took place. That was the good news. Also, uh, a first game with the Islanders this year for Dennis Chalowski. Both of them called up earlier on uh, on Wednesday afternoon by the Islanders. So Parker Weatherspoon scratched. Simon Holmstrom, I believe, was banged up late in the game against uh, uh, late in the game on Monday, and so. Basically, not available. They call up Dufour. That was the good news. The bad news, William Dufour uh, didn't exactly have a great game. He was a minus two. He was on the ice for both of the first two goals by the Boston Bruins and played six minutes and 48 seconds of ice time and then was basically benched after that second Bruins goal. So, you know, 
you have all that excitement, you're making your first appearance in an NHL game, and nothing after that. Now look, it's a process. We know that. We know all about William Dufour. Skating, not necessarily his strong point. He's got a good shot. He could put the puck into the net. He's usually got pretty good hockey sense. But, you know, welcome to the NHL, William Dufour. It's a little frustrating, to say the least, that you call the guy up. He's on ice for, you know, basically the first period and a half, taking a a regular bottom six shift, and then he just doesn't appear for the rest of the game. Look, we know this is a cameo, okay? Unless William Dufour starts lighting it up, this may be... You know, the only game he plays for a while, or maybe he gets one or two more, but I don't anticipate him being here long-term this year uh, unless some trades are made or he just starts to play outstanding hockey. So why bench him uh, after he's on ice for the two goals? And then especially, you know, third period comes, you're down 4-1, to one, Uh, after that last goal with four and a half minutes roughly left. Why not have him out there after that 4-1 goal is scored? Just give him a taste. Uh, But look, it's a process. Hopefully Dufour makes a better showing in his next game. But hey, he has now made his NHL debut, as did Chalowski. He was a minus two. Didn't play badly, almost 14 minutes of ice time for him, but overall for the Islanders, while the Dufour benching and the, you know, poor play without the puck was disappointing, this team, again, the big issue, inconsistency. First period, the Islanders looked good. They actually outplayed the Boston Bruins, the team with the best record in the league, outshot them, had uh, a one to nothing lead on a goal by Zach Parise. And, you know, overall, they were skating well. They, they actually started to play from the opening faceoff, drop of the puck. They were ready to go. But if you give me one solid period and two pretty bad periods against the best team in the league, That's a recipe for failure, and that's what we had. And, you know, a couple of things. I was surprised they started Semyon Varlamov in this game. I thought they would have started Varley Monday night, but that's not what they chose to do. And then I was sure they were going to play Varley Thursday against Buffalo. No. Semyon Varlamov, the reason I don't understand why he started this game, he is rusty. I think he's made one start in the last three or four weeks. He was injured. And then they rode Sorokin, even after Varley came back. So, he's not sharp. He hasn't played enough to have him go out there against the team that leads the league in goal scored and is you know, by far the team with the best record in the league. I don't know how fair that is to Semyon Varlamov. And, 
he looked rusty in this game. Didn't take the right angle on one goal, went down too soon on another. Uh, just didn't look sharp. I'm not saying he played awful, but he was below average, and he certainly wasn't the Varlamov that we're used to seeing. And I understand completely why, based on the fact that he absolutely hasn't played enough recently. So it, it didn't make sense to send him out there against Boston. I would have thought either Monday or Thursday would have made more sense and have your best goalie play against the league's most dangerous team. But that's not what Lane Lambert chose to do. And his choice just kind of didn't work out. Now, here's another thing. You know, the Islanders in this game outshot the Bruins 26-24, okay? But when you look at the shots on goal, Brock Nelson, one shot on goal. Anders Lee, two shots on goal. Matthew Barzal, no shots on goal. No shots on goal. So your three most dynamic offensive forwards totaled three shots on goal in this game. You know, the, the cliche is your best players have to be your best players. When your three most dangerous offensive players have a combined total of three shots on goal, you're not winning too many games. And that's what happened to the Islanders. And it costs them. So the power play remains completely powerless. They took another offer, and only on one out of what I believe was five power plays did they look sharp and create quality scoring chances. It, this game after the first period was more or less a train wreck. And just too many... Things did not go right, and the Islanders end up falling to the Bruins by a final score of 4-1. to one. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We will preview tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Plus, uh, we'll have our unsung hero of the game and our goat of the game and some more thoughts about the loss to the Bruins all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From the NFL playoffs, pro and college basketball, soccer, and of course the NHL, We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you could even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And if you think the Islanders will bounce back with Sorokin and Gold tonight against Buffalo, check out the odds at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, tonight, Islanders, Sabres in Buffalo, the five-game home streak, the homestand, rather, that we were talking about is now over, 
And Buffalo right now, you know, they've been playing better this year. They seem to me to still be maybe one year away from true contention. They're third in the league in goals scored. This team is dangerous, led by Tag Thompson, who has 32 goals in 43 games. Uh, but they're 21st or below average in goals against. The power play is dangerous. They're fifth in the league, almost 27% conversion rate. The penalty kill is vulnerable, though. 26th in the league, 73.5% uh, penalty kill. The power play, this is a chance. I know I've said this too many times before, but this is a chance for the Islanders' power play to get out of the doldrums and maybe, you know, get into a little bit of a groove. But so far, you know, that hasn't happened. Now, the goaltenders, Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie, are the two goalies right now with Uko Pekka uh, Lukanen out. Comrie, 4 8 and 0 oh, with a 367 goals against average and an 883 save percentage. He struggled, but Craig Anderson is playing well. 7 6 and 2, a 278 goals against average and a 917 save percentage. Alex Tuck also playing well. Other than Thompson, he is their leading scorer with 21 goals. Rasmus Dahlin has 48 points. That places him second on the team in points and second, uh, and rather first on the team in assists with 35. And then you have Victor Olofsson and Jeff Skinner, each with 18 goals, 14 for Dylan Cousins, 13 for Rasmus Dahlin. Thompson is the most dangerous player on the power play. 14 of his 32 goals have come with the man advantage and 18 power play assists for Rasmus Dahlin. He is dangerous there. Injury-wise, not much uh, going on right now, but here are the line combinations for the Buffalo Sabres. We talked about Tate Thompson. He's uh, the first-line pivot. Jeff Skinner to his left, Alex Tuck to his right. Dylan Cousins centers John Jason Paterka and Jack Quinn on the second line. Tyson Jost, Casey Middlestat, and Victor Olofsson are the third line. And on the fourth line, it's Peyton Krebs centering Zemgus Girgesons and former Islander Kyle Oposo, who also is the captain of the Sabres. Matias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin are the top defense pairing. Owen Power joins Andre Jokaharju in the second pair, and Jacob Bryson and Ilya Lebushkin are the third pair. We mentioned Anderson and Comrie in goal. Watch for Tate Thompson on the power play. He goes back to the point, and then you have Thompson on the left point, Darlene on the right point, with Cousins, Tuck, and Skinner up front. It's a good power play unit, and the Islanders are going to desperately need to find a way to kill penalties and not take dumb penalties that we've seen a little too often uh, from this team in recent games and kind of all season, if you think about it. So uh, the homestand is over, and the New York Islanders finish that homestand uh, basically winning only one out of the five games. Now, they got a couple of loser points, but 
you know, not going to get it done. When you've got a five-game homestand and you win one game, that is not a good sign. And the Islanders have now dropped into sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. Pittsburgh a point ahead of the Islanders now with a game in hand. Islanders four points behind Washington, but the Islanders have a couple of game in, games in hand. Seven points behind the Rangers, 11 points behind the Devils, 12 behind Carolina. It's looking like wild card or bust right now for the Islanders, so, you know, that isn't good. As for the Buffalo Sabres, you got a road game, you're on a back-to-back. Buffalo had a day off. Their last game was on Monday. By the way, in their last game, which was a 4-3 overtime loss to Chicago, it was Craig Anderson in goal. Now, they had the day off, whether they go back to Anderson or instead decide to go with Comrie against the Islanders. That remains to be seen. We do know, reasonably speaking, that it'll be Ilya Sorokin. Uh, in goal as the Islanders are coming off a back-to-back, and hopefully they're not going to arrive in Buffalo too late. But uh, this Buffalo game becoming more and more of a vital game that this team just needs to get two points if they hope to get back into the playoff hunt. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of day, a very popular defenseman who just retired in the last few years. Plus, we have our hero of the game, our unsung hero of the game, our go to the game, and a whole lot more on last night's loss to the Bruins. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just finished the holiday season. I know my New Year's resolution is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, when you want to eat healthy, you don't want to compromise taste. Well, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built so good? Well, all Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, Coconut puffs, uh, double chocolate, cookies and cream, you name it. They are good. And the macros, just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar per bar, but they pack 17 grams of protein. And while you can still go to Built.com to pick up your Built Bar, you can also get them now at Walmart and Sam's Club. So you can just get in your car, head on over, and pick up a Built Bar or go to Built.com and pick out your favorites. Once again, Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Check it out at Built.com. So, our unsung hero of the game. Ah, boy, this is this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Zach Parise. He scored the only goal. He led the team with five shots on goal. And basically hustled throughout this game. One thing I will say about Zach Parise, if this team had 18 Zach Parise's skating, they'd be in a lot better shape because Zach Parise 
He may not be an elite player at this stage in his career, but he plays the game the right way. He's physical. He's positionally sound. He's smart with the puck. He knows what to do when he doesn't have the puck. Overall, uh, this is just, you know, the kind of player every team needs. The problem is they don't have the complementary pieces around him right now. As for the GOAT of the game, I don't want to give it to William Dufour on his first game. I I am going to, you know, I I guess Josh Bailey, who was a minus two, and who had a couple of defensive breakdowns that led to goals. Bailey was credited with two giveaways officially, as was Matt Martin in this game and Scotty Mayfield. But uh, I am going to go with Bailey as the goat of the game just because he played sloppily but you know what he is far from alone in this one and you know William Dufour and Dennis Chalowski who both made their debuts both were minus two in this game I'm not putting it on them they were nervous it's a new bunch of players they're playing with I understand why they didn't have their a game but Josh Bailey uh, should be playing better, should know the system, should know the guys he's playing with, and so I'm picking him uh, as our go-to-the-game, and and unfortunately, like I said, he has a lot of potential company in that department for the New York Islanders. It's getting to the point where if, you know, I'll, I'll say it this way. Lou Lamorello cannot wait till the trade deadline if he wants to save this season. No Adam Pellick has hurt this team a lot. Not having Kyle Palmieri, not having uh, uh, Wallstrom, you know, that hurts as well. But overall, there's just not enough depth, not enough firepower, not enough talent offensively on this team to consistently win in the National Hockey League. And if you want to salvage this season, and I'll add to that, if you want to salvage this roster with so many players over 30, either you make a move now or you start trading away some of these veterans and begin the rebuild that may be just around the corner. Basically, what I'm saying to Lou Lamorello is you don't have as much time as you think you do if you want to save this season. So act now or go to plan B, which is probably a total rebuild. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And this one, well, uh, today is the 39th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Johnny Boychuk, a native of Edmonton, Alberta. Drafted by the Colorado Avalanche in the second round back in 2002. Made his NHL debut for the Avs in 07-08. Then was traded to Boston. And then joined the Islanders right literally like a day before the start of the 2014-2015 season. And he was a, a an important part of the Islanders from 2014-15 to 2019 2020 when an injury prematurely ended 
his career. His best season as an Islander was his first 72 games, 9 goals, 35 assists. But boy, Chuck, not only gave you decent offensive production, you know, solid offensive production from the blue line, he was smart in his own zone, and he gave you leadership. And he was the kind of guy, he was a great fit for the Islanders. He and Nick Letty were acquired together in separate deals by Garth Snow, uh, right, you know, just as a cap-saving move for the Bruins and the Blackhawks at that time. And adding those two really made a difference for the Islanders who made the playoffs in each of the first two years that Boychuk was with the team. For his career, Johnny Boychuk, 725 NHL games, 54 goals, 206 points, 331 penalty minutes, add 104 playoff games, 13 goals, 30 points in those. And I'll tell you, uh, Johnny Boychuk also, of course, winning a Stanley Cup with the Bruins. So he knew what it was like to lift up that trophy and hold it high. So Johnny Boychuk, 39 today. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow to break down the game against Buffalo and to preview Saturday's game against the Carolina Hurricanes back at the UBS Arena. So make sure you join us for that. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we have better results to talk about on tomorrow's show. Congratulations again to William Dufour and to Dennis Chalowski. It wasn't the uh, you know storybook NHL debut, but your first game in the National Hockey League is always special. And even though it wasn't the you know a, a strong performance, now the the nerves are hopefully over and you can get down to business and start playing hockey. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.